Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. And now, for fans of the 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers, this is Cheesehead TV Live. Cheetahs don't stretch and neither do we. I think you're an idiot, and I mean that with the most respect possible that I can give to an idiot. Packers Hall of Fame quarterback, Jay Cutler. It's not as fun to say as equanimous. That is a perfect example of a wrong opinion. Ring the bell. Welcome back, Packers fans. Cheesehead TV Live coming at you. It's another edition. Unfortunately, it's not a victory edition. And by now, it's Wednesday night. Everyone's tired of all the analysis paralysis of the terrible performance that was the Packers versus the Lions. But, alas, we're here. Jason Perrone and Jeremy Vanderlyn of Cheesehead TV. Jeremy, what it do? Not, you know, it do. I don't even know what to say to that. What, it, what, what do, what do. What, what does it do? What do it do? All right, so uh, we're going to go uh, We're gonna go in reverse a little bit here since we typically, typically tend to do this towards the end of the show. So you can follow us, and if you're not, you should be following us. You can follow the show on Twitter at, at CHTV Live. And, in fact, you're going to want to do that because a lot of the giveaways that we do are going to hinge on your following the account. Yeah. You, can, you can follow me at, at, at Jason Perrone, and you can follow, follow Jeremy at Jeremy RVDL. That's right. Those are Twitter handles. If you are not currently on the Cheesehead TV YouTube page, get over there. That is where the live chat is taking place. If you want to chime in, ask questions, we will cover everything we can on the air. If you have questions for a future show, tweet us. Tweet me, tweet Jeremy, tweet the show handle. We will gladly get after it. Okay, so Jeremy, it's Wednesday. No practice today because the team plays a Monday night game, so everything's pushed back. So we don't have any necessarily... Major League new updates or news. No. Right? So I guess we got to start with the complete debacle that was the Packers-Lions game. Now, by now, everyone has heard all the stories about it and seen all the clips and looked at all of the breakdowns of it. It was ugly. It was downright ugly. Jeremy and I were at the Watershed in Tempe uh, doing a live show and talking about the game. Very bad showing by these Packers. It was terrible. It's so tough. Um, it's so tough to sit in that bar and like keep a happy face and try to keep everybody into what's going on because that football game was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting to watch. Uh, really frustrating in a lot of w- different ways. Like I, this team is just inconsistent, messy. Um, they're not on the same page. They're broken. It is a broken football team, and. Sunday was tough, man. It was a tough go. Yeah, not not a pretty thing. And you know what's? It's getting really strange. And I think one, the, it's interesting though. All the talk has been about the mess in Green Bay, and I'm not necessarily going to disagree that there isn't a problem. But we're used to it being for years, Jeremy. The defense, the defense, the defense, the defense, defense. You know, uh, didn't didn't do well. They didn't hold up there into the bargain. Right. They they started slow. They or they started fast and they gave up too many yards in the second half. It's the offense that we're having a lot of problems with right now. Aaron Rodgers missed some throws. He had some issues with his protection at times, although it wasn't bad. The offensive line, again, I have to be honest with you. It's really nice with all the issues that we have that the offensive line isn't one of them because, Jeremy, coming into the season, 
that was one of the biggest worries everybody had was if anybody goes down or this line is is not healthy, this team is going to be in a lot of trouble. Now, that could still be the case, but here we are through five weeks of the season, and the offensive line has held up pretty well, and they're not the storyline. Right, Uh, and that's with Byron Bell playing. You know, that's not even with the entire the guys who stood. That's not Justin McCray. That's they're just holding it together. So I just I, I want to throw this out to out there to let everybody know we are going to get into Mike McCarthy. We, there are people on the chat saying fire Mike McCarthy. We're going to get into that. Um, there's plenty to talk about about this Packer game where we'll uh, we'll hold on to that. Let let some more people jump into the chat before we really get deep into the McCarthy talk because uh, there are a lot of strong emotions on that side. So uh, well while we wait for that, let me just throw this out there. I want to say hi to some of the people in the chat. Rick, hey, thanks for joining us. Zachary, Ben, thanks for jumping in, guys. Uh, Spider618, Logan, thanks so much for jumping in. Uh, thanks for joining the chat. Rick, it's really great to have all you guys here. It makes this show so much more fun. Um, yeah, no offensive line trouble, and that's with Byron Bell playing. That's with the the, the trouble that they have, the, the big trouble that they really have is the depth. And Rick asked this question on the chat. Do you think Ted Thompson's last two drafts Set the defense. Okay, he said defense, but uh, defense back multiple years. No, not just the defense. The entire team has issues because of Ted Thompson's last few drafts. Because the because he missed on too many things for his last few years in office. And look, I love I love Ted Thompson. I I was a Ted Thompson supporter. I think he was a great GM. But his last few years there, he missed the mark. He missed the mark too many times, and it's really hurt this team from a depth a depth standpoint. The wide receiver group now would not look like what it does if if Gutekunst didn't go out and draft three receivers this year because they're just Ted did not do enough to build up uh to bring in young receivers to build up that group to bring in uh offense, offensive line depth depth um what what's his name on on uh, on IR right now uh the kid from Stanford his name just Oh Kyle, Kyle Murphy. Murphy. Kyle Murphy. Yeah, Kyle Murphy. Kyle Murphy has not panned out, has not looked good and now he's on IR. Um, it, it's just not been Jason Spriggs also has not been very good. Ted has set multiple positions on this team back. Well, yeah. And I guess, you know, I guess, uh, you can't fix everything all at one time, but I will say this. Everybody gave Ted for, for what did Ted Thompson do? Well, he was a right. draft guy. He wasn't right. the transactional free agent GM, right? He was a draft guy. Okay, fine. So you're a draft guy. But that means then that if you're not going to go after free agents that, and it, this has been said a million times, you've got to then not just hit on your early picks because you got to mm-hmm. hit on your early picks, whoever, regardless of whoever you are. Right. you got to hit on your, your mid and late picks too then. If that's how you're going to draft, build your roster, and right. you're going to go after undrafted free agents, you better find the most gem undrafted free agents out there. Right. You better find the best fourth and fifth rounders out there. And to, to your point, they didn't do it. So, right. Or... You just had some unfortunate situations. You know, Demarius Randall, I'm not convinced, isn't a good player. Right. He, he could have worked out, but he didn't work out in Green Bay, and now he's in Cleveland. We're going to talk more about it, Randall in a second. Yeah. But that's just an example of a way that that this team did not do what they need to do. And I think what happened, too, to, to, to you know build on your point is too many years of stacking enough picks that didn't work out. Right. You get seven picks on average in a draft. If you're going to go the way Ted Thompson goes, I, I don't think it's hyperbole to say you got to hit on at least four of those a year. Right. And that's no, not I think what that's happened. that's fair. And that's not what happened. Uh, Zach says in the chat, Daniels Clark, he says, you're picking in the bottom 20. What can you expect? Well, there are plenty of times where Ted drafted guys out of the, uh, you know, out of the, the back end of the draft that were just fine. That's not really a good excuse because the draft is more than just the first round. 
and you got to hit on guys later in the draft too. And Ted generally was pretty good at that, but there, there were just too many misses for the Packers too many times that they missed. And, and you know, that, that doesn't mean Ted wasn't a good GM. It just means things didn't end quite so well. And now Gutekunst has to fill the roster back up uh, with talent. And I think the issue is when you're, when you're depending on draft and develop, and then you're, you're the guys you're drafting aren't developing the way you need to, you need to supplement with free agency. And I'm not saying go out and sign like the most expensive guys, the day one guys I'm saying, you need to bring in some veterans when, when, when a rookie doesn't work out, you know, he's in his second or third year and it's looking like it's like a Kyler Fackrell, for example, and it looks like it's not really that great. You need to supplement with some, some free agents. Now, Goodikins didn't do that for the outside linebackers this year, but clearly he played, played around in free agency. Well, he tried, right. He tried to get like maybe the best outside linebacker. He did in the try. Game. He did try. Just didn't work out. Right. <laughs> so, um, I, I just, I, I'm on the train there and we're, we're, we're doing revisionist history now and talking back about draft picks and all that kind of stuff. The, the, what did work well though, is the defense has been good. Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson have been good when they're healthy. Kevin King. I don't want to make it that guy, man. He he's got to string some games together and it's just like, you know, he, he reminds me of that. I used to play a lot of backyard football. I used to play a lot of like pickup football at like the local high school. Yeah. And there was always one guy that would come out like, hair on fire but he would get hurt like right away and like just ridiculously injure himself every single time like overdoing it and every time he had to do anything out of the norm he would get hurt I feel like that's Kevin King yeah the guy just if he has to do anything more than backpedal and cover and stick a hand up like he's he's getting hurt and it's just right. there's it's one thing after another and it's like the most freak thing chin injury but on the offensive side too Marcus Valdez Scantling had a nice had a nice day. He had an okay day. Yeah, let's wasn't talk about too bad. Some positive. Yeah. Wasn't too bad. Equinemius St. Brown actually caught a pass and he yeah. made a nice catch and run out of it. So the rookies are okay. The rookies are okay. I'm not Brian Gutekunst right now with this draft class right now. And again, to your point, how many years are you going to give him? And that's a rhetorical question. Two or three. Right. You got to give him a couple years. Right. This year's draft class is a hit. So far, but here's the so and, far so good, and and we're gonna get to this as well. So we got Demarius Randall. We're gonna talk about. We're also gonna talk about like playing players. Oren Burks. I'm not seeing enough of Oren Burks on the field. So if you're gonna if you have if you hit on a guy and you've got a good player, put him on the field. It's not that difficult. So I don't know what else there is to say about the Lions. The Packers just did not play well. Obviously, Mason Crosby had the worst day of his life. You know, it, it was it was really hard to watch. It was I felt bad for for Mason because he's made a lot of really big kicks for us over the last couple of years, and I think everybody just kind of forgets about that and they want him off the team and they want him gone because he had a bad day. And because right. what, because Jeremy, what's happening over the last couple of years, kickers have a bad day. What happens the next day? Got him. Bye. Because there's, because there, there have been kickers available and, and there are kickers available, but, but if they stuck with Mason Crosby, what was it? 2012. If they stuck with him for a whole season of rough play, they're not cutting. Who are right you going to bring in right now though? Nobody. Uh, it's a, was... it's going to be a huge risk anyway. Why? Right. You know, some people are like, well, you got to make a statement. You got to let your locker room know if you're not performing. That's it. Well, Mason you're, you're, Crosby you're, Mason Crosby had a bad day, but he, he's still a pretty clutch right. kicker. I don't think it's a good idea to be letting him go and walk off the You really door. don't want to mess with the kicker. Like, you don't want to mess with your kicker if you don't have a solid answer to bring in instead. Because that is a guy, all he, all he does really is, is make, you know, score points. And, it, and if you, you bring in a kicker that doesn't work out and you screwed yourself because you cut your veteran kicker, um, like, it's just, that's a decision that needs to be made with a little more patience. You only hold one of them on the roster. So you need to take a little more time before you make that choice. Uh, we're not the Minnesota Vikings here, okay? They cut their rookie kicker after one game 
and went with Dan Bailey, and that's not exactly worked out for them. That's not like talking about cutting Mason Crosby. Look at that Minnesota situation. It's not like Dan Bailey's like blowing the doors off. You know, he's well, he's he also it. not he having to kick a lot kicks. of field goals because the Vikings are actually scoring touchdowns. Yeah, that's the other problem too. Is the Packers are not scoring touchdowns. Their red zone offense is awful. It's terrible. And one of the reasons why it's been terrible is because again, we've regressed to 2015 levels here. We have receivers that can't get open. We have receivers that don't know what routes are supposed to be running. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. You've got Jimmy Graham and, right. and Marcus Valdez scantling in the same space. You've got receivers that are not getting deep enough or getting too shallow. And it's just, it's, it's a bit of a mess. Right. And then you've got, Aaron Rodgers getting frustrated with his head coach because let's not deny ourselves that's happening. It's definitely happening. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is getting happening. very frustrated with Mike McCarthy. <laughs> that has been happening. And, you know, that's that's just the passing game. Right. And there were some issues with Jeremy, Jimmy Graham's effort, too, if you looked on some of those plays. So Now, he's dealing with a serious knee injury. During the game, they're icing Rogers, his knee. Rodgers, you mean? No, no. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham okay. has a knee issue, and they've been icing his knee on the sidelines during the game. So, see, and that's not getting talked about a lot, right? So, so it may have, it may have looked like effort issues. I don't really see Jimmy Graham as an effort issue guy. That's not really what he's ever been. Now he can't block. That's not something he can do. That's, that's not the issue, keeps, though. And McCarthy keeps putting him out there to block. Well, that's an issue for me, just because McCarthy keeps trying to do it, even though we all know he can't. But Jimmy Graham on, on passing plays, looking like he doesn't, he's not putting in enough effort. There might be some injuries. Uh, an injury issue that that's playing into that. So, because I, I don't think Jimmy Graham is the type of guy to take plays off. He's not Martellus Bennett. He's not a douchebag. So it's not, it's not that it is an injury issue for Jimmy Graham, which is disappointing. I was hoping by this time of the year, that signing will, would look like gold and it still could by the end of the year. I think it looks great at, at times. There are times when he's open. There are times when, when Rogers somehow sails the ball over Jimmy Graham's head. I mean, He's the tallest guy on the field. Yeah, so that so that would lend itself to if he has a knee issue, that would lend itself to why he can't get after some of these these ball. But Rogers threw one over his head. It was like way over his head. It's like he's the tallest guy on the field. How do you do that? You're the most right. accurate passer in the history of the game. You're overthrowing right. the tallest guy. I'll tell you how there. he's doing it. His footwork has been crap on and off. A happy his feet. footwork has been crap. Terrible he, happy. All feet. of those sailed passes. If you go back on the all twenty two and you watch the video. What you'll see is Aaron Rodgers not setting his feet. His technique is crap, and he sails the ball. He sailed it on Jimmy Graham, I think it was twice on Sunday, but that's not the only time. Just anytime you go back and watch the film, watch Rodgers' feet on any sailed pass, and I bet they're not set. His technique is probably crap. Uh, Zachary says in the chat, practice. And I agree. I think that's – and we talked about that two weeks ago. I think practice is the issue. He's not – now he's been practicing on Thursdays. Some things have gotten better. But I do think he needs to be in practice. It's not, you know, it's they're just kind of in a tough spot. Rodgers, he's in a tough spot because of the injury. I don't blame them for sitting him out of practice. It sucks that they have to. No, but what's interesting is in the past years, if anybody had as much as a hangnail, they showed up in the injury report and they might not play. And the yeah. Packers are kind of, you know, the injury report has been, let's be knocking on wood there, very manageable right. so far this year. Because guys are hurt, and, but they keep playing anyways. And then getting back to your point about, about some of the subs, like maybe maybe Byron Bell plays so well that when Justin McCray is healthy, Bell just keeps the job. So that's a situation where you finally have a you have right. some depth. You had a backup that right. can step in, and then he doesn't relinquish the job. Absolutely. It's like It was like you know Des Bishop, Nick Barnett type of deal. Different type of situation. I always feel like I have to qualify right. my comparisons because everyone's like, we do, well, we just, you know, it's just this ridiculous, you know, I'm like, <laughs> come on, people. When I make a comparison, yeah. it's, you know, don't be, don't be that way. All right, so Jonathan asks, do you think Roger's footwork issue has to do with the bad knee? 
I think that's part of it. But this is we've seen this before. He was healthy, right? So this is a thing. This is part of the McCarthy so I think thing. That, we're I think get the into. knee issue and the happy feet is. I wouldn't even right. give it ten percent. How? I, I was going to say raise your hand if, but like I won't see anybody raising their hands. If how many of us have watched? <laughs> yeah, right. How many of us have seen Aaron Rodgers play like this, hot and cold, for the last three years? Jason's raising his hand. Three years. I have both hands up, representing as many people as I can in the right. chat. Uh, three years we've watched this hot and cold. Aaron Rodgers is the most accurate passer in football. He is the best quarterback in football. But for the last three years, we have seen him miss on passes that we all know he can make and he can make with a blindfold on. Uh, yeah. And, and he, I think, I don't know why or how, because as it gets colder, I can only imagine that might get more problematic when you have an injury. I'm hoping that thing is healing slowly each week, although he took a shot last week and right. I don't know how much that sets him back that he's going to, have some really good games. I'd like to think this week's game coming up is one where he should. And maybe that gives him a boost. My other problem is, is there's such a disparity between how this team is playing at home versus mm -hmm. on the road this year. They've got some serious road woes. They got to get right. that figured out because they've got home game against the Niners Monday night, which they should win. And I don't care if it comes down to the wire. You got to win that damn game. Right. Then they're on a bye week. I used to say, oh my gosh, it's Christmas. It's a bye week, and the Packers never lose coming off the bye until I don't believe 2015 happened, yeah. and they got crushed in yeah. Denver and lost their undefeated streak, and so now coming off the bye, and it's on the road against the L.A. Rams, arguably yep. one of the best teams in football. Mm -hmm. That does not bode well. I'm scared. So I'm scared. I'm not, I don't know enough about quarterbacks and footwork to be able to sit here and say, this is what I think they need to do. They need to do more of this. He needs to do more of that. Somebody needs to tell Aaron Rodgers whatever, whoever it was told Mason Crosby in 2012 that got yeah. him back in the game mentally. Listen, don't try so hard to be a thrower to throw. Right. Don't try so hard to throw the football. Just be a quarterback. You know? I don't think so hard. Don't, don't think so much. Just yeah. I get that he can't move around as much, but here's the deal, okay? Here's my problem, and this is going to maybe transition us, and I think it should. Let's transition this into our next topic, okay? okay. On the touchdown to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, mm -hmm. great play call, great design, beat the crap out of the defense. Marquez Valdez-Scantling was all by himself. Rodgers yeah. takes the snap, rolls left, looks in command, confident, flicks the wrist, throws it, Touchdown, pitch, and catch. It's there. Why is it not happening more often? So there was a lot of, again, Mike McCarthy running this offense. My bigger thing isn't running the offense. I think the I think the offense is fine. I think there is something to be said about execution. The Packers lead the league and drop passes, by the way, this season. Woo, sweet. You've, you've got... To me, it is the slow start, the feet, the, you know, the, the running in quicksand start that the Packers seem to come out to. They, you know, I feel like they're not motivated enough. I don't know what they do and don't do to get themselves up for a game, but they come out slow and they don't come out, you know, playing very well. But you do have to kind of look at McCarthy for that. This is your team. It's, it's the heartbeat of the team comes back to you. And then also on the running side of things, you know, take some pressure off Rodgers if you want to make things easier. But Aaron Jones didn't touch the ball for two entire quarters. <laughs> And then you had Mike McCarthy come out to the media this week and say that he doesn't see in so many words that Aaron Jones is that much better than the other other running backs in the room and that that might be a justification for why Aaron Jones didn't see any snaps. Yet he's got a higher 
yard per carry average by at least a yard, maybe even more over the other two. By the way, for those who are huge Joel Bonillon fans, he was let go from the practice squad, later, and they buddy. signed another running back to uh, take his place on the on the practice squad, so it wasn't on the active roster. But right. getting back to McCarthy and this whole thing, and, and Aaron Jones, Jeremy, let's start with the run game. Do you think there's an imbalance? Yes. <laughs> it, it, there's a frustrating imbalance. McCarthy said some crap about it's not all about rushing stats. It's not all about, um, you know, a run being a running back. But pretty much what he's saying is he's not very good at pass protection. I, I can't remember the exact number. So don't quote me and don't get mad at me. I don't remember the exact number, but somebody looked at that second half and said something like they only used running backs to pass protect like three times in the second half. But so and, what's your, and so what's, ever, your, so and what's he, your BS excuse now? It's not. It is BS. Is he, and he is, is he ever graded negatively in pass protection? You know what? It's it's kind of like the intern who can't get a job because he can't get any experience. But right. He, okay. Well, I mean, give him some reps. Right. Give, the guy like, give some him reps. some reps. Let him give pass him protect. Chance. Give him a chance. Listen, Jamal Williams is head and shot. I'm Mike McCarthy. Jamal Williams is head and shoulders better than, you know, that's a terrible impersonation. Then Aaron Jones Okay, fine, but Aaron Jones is your best running back, so you better figure out a way. Why don't, you know what, Jeremy, to your point last week, oh my gosh, Jeremy, with the thought of the week, maybe, just maybe, you can put them both on the field oh at my, the same time. Oh my time. goodness. Hold on. You can't do that. That's against some kind of, that's against Mike McCarthy's religion. Get Aaron that's- Jones on the field, and also, why am I not seeing Aaron Jones split out wide? Right. You know, I mean. They do it with Jamal Williams. Catch, deal with Jamal. Then, I'd rather see Aaron Jones split out wide than Jamal. Mike, okay, so this, so, so the, the Detroit game was a disaster. It's been talked about a billion times. The Packers didn't play well. They obviously have to play better. If Mason Crosby makes all of his kicks, maybe we're talking about a different result, right. but we're not. Mike McCarthy, as a head coach, with his personnel and the usage of players, it's baffling. We got to dig into it. You know, we we on the show for several weeks have harped on the whole. Mercedes Lewis versus Lance Kendricks thing. And Lance Kendricks catches a freaking touchdown passes last week. So that's right. not going to help our case at all. Mike McCarthy's probably going to start him at wide receiver now because he's earned that opportunity. But I just, I just think that Mike McCarthy's he's, he is who he is. He's not going to change his stripes and he's going to stick with what he knows. And he's going to go with who he he's comfortable with. I just don't get it because put your best players on the field. Stop with this, you know, blue collar, so-and-so's got tenure. This is not the freaking, you know, welders guild where everything is based on seniority. <laughs> Put your best players on Put the field. Put your best players well, on okay, the field. Okay, but okay, so if you're going to say like, okay, my best players have to be on the field, so I should see triple the snaps for Equinemius St. Brown while I'm stand- in the stands at Lambeau this Monday night. No? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Oh, I mean, I would not, I would just not put Javon Moore on the field. That was a great catch and run. He did, and, I be- and and at the end and at the end of the game, I know they went down. You know, and they kicked that field goal, and everybody kind of thought that it was just like, "Hey, let's give let's give uh, Crosby one last kick." That wasn't the deal. They needed the they needed the points. Then they needed an onside. They needed to to do what they did. Yeah. And Equinemius showed up when he was needed. Equinemius played a, a pretty good game. Valdez Scantling, he he's been playing a lot of snaps. He needs to stay on the field. I tweeted out that I thought it was kind of for show, and I didn't realize the clock side of things. And so that was actually a good call by the by the head coach. I don't think Mike McCarthy's a bad head coach, but and I'm not going to sit here and say the message is stale. James Jones tweeted out yesterday on Twitter that. McCarthy's message is never the same. It's a different team every year. I believe him. I think James Jones has a lot of credibility to me. That's I don't fine. think he's blowing smoke. We're get, okay. But no, 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 but, but, but 
<laughs> but it does just because the message isn't stale doesn't mean he hasn't been around for too long. I think that, and, and some people are like, oh, you got to hire a young head coach. Stop putting parameters on what the Packers need to bring in. They need right. to bring in the best guy to manage the 40, the 53 guys that they have 46 on game day, the 53 guys they have on their roster and get the most out of them, including one of the best passers of all time. I don't care how old that coach is or what his right. body type is. Just bring him in. Right. Okay. Let's, Let's do real, it. Real Let's quick. do it. I'm looking at the snaps. Equinemius had 60 snaps. 60. That's great. And we determined that includes uh, special teams too, No, right? it does not. No. That does he play special teams or no? Uh, no, he did not. He didn't play any snaps on special teams. Okay. Uh, so nothing for Equinemius on special teams. Vanda Scanlon had 77. So they're real close to each other. Uh, eight, it was 81 total snaps for the offense. So 60 snaps is great. Actually, Equinemius can stay right there. That's a really good number for Equinemius. And they can keep him right there. Uh, as far as McCarthy goes, I'm, I'm like a, a, a caged dog here. I'm kind of, I've been waiting to share my opinion, and I've been thinking about it for days. I'm just I'm ready. I hope you guys are all ready, too. Um, so before I get to that, I just want to uh, look in the chat real quick and make sure everybody has their say, because I'm not going to give anybody else a say for, for a minute here. Um, Zachary says Jones isn't that much better than Williams. You're wrong. That's fine. The stats can well, say what they say, what they Zach, say but when it, he gets the is ball. Is it Zachary or Zach? Zachary. All Zachary. right, Zachary, fine. Listen, th and thanks for listening. I need – so tell us why in the chat, please. The explosiveness between the two players is visibly different. So you can't say – you the, can't you can look at statistics all day and say, you know, this one is close enough to that one. But when you see the explosive explosiveness on the field – well, here's the thing. In a game like they had against the Lions, in a game like they had against the Lions, you need home run plays. What? You need big plays. The Jason's only similarity between the two of them is that they're in a Packers uniform. <laughs> like the backs. numbers are different. The body type is different. The right. style is different. And the results are right. very different. Aaron Jones is a home run hitter. Jamal Williams Jamal is Williams not. Jamal Williams is going to run into the pile and just right. try to move it forward. Don't, Aaron don't, Jones is going to look for the path. Aaron Jones is like water, people. He's going to find the path of least resistance, and he's gone. Let's not discredit Jamal Williams too much because he is a really good back. We both agree. No, okay. Let me, let me, you're right. Let me qualify that. I like Jamal Williams. I right. like Jamal Williams a lot. Right. I want him on this field. And to be honest with you, I'll be honest with you. My running back depth chart is Jones, Williams, then Montgomery. Everyone's got Montgomery too. Yep, uh, no. No, I've got he's, Jamal Williams he's, number two. Ty Montgomery is not a running back to But me. they're he, using he, him they well. They use him as a running back. But to me, he's a gadget guy. He's all you can do whatever you want with Ty Montgomery. So to me, he doesn't really fit on that running back depth chart as number two. He is number three, but the, he'll still get his snaps in other ways. The Were you other two guys are one and two. One and two. Were you surprised? Side note, real quick. Uh, you know, two sentences or less. Were you surprised at all that they didn't uh, get Ty out wide more often with Cobb out and Allison out? Yes, I was surprised. Actually, yes and no, because Equinemius plays in the slot quite well. He fits there really well. And not only that, they used Devontae Adams in the slot a few times and had a lot of success with it. They actually, that uh, his touchdown that he had was a setup where he was playing as the third receiver. Uh, trips, he was playing in trips. He was the third receiver, so he's the inside man. And they set up a few plays where uh, I think he was running a, uh, a post and then he ran a corner route for the touchdown where there were two plays where he ran a post and then he hit a corner route for the touchdown. They set that up and it was beautiful. I am telling so they you, they didn't need to really put Ty there, but I think that's where he fits best. I'm telling you right now, Equinemius St. Brown by the end of this season 
he gains some confidence. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, I can play with these guys and I can right. do this. He is going to make some defensive backs look downright Stupid. silly. So, uh, and, and, and let's not, I really still want to get to my McCarthy take, but there's, just, Oh, we're not, we're, we're going, we're, we're going, we're, 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 we're just kind of, we're into some positivity here. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want the whole show to be negative. Velda scaling and Equinemius both look great. And I like how it, yeah. awesome will it be if two of those three receivers actually develop actually develop and become something that is difficult to stop alongside Devonte Adams like that. Those three guys, that sounds awesome. And then you talk about the running backs, the core that they have at running back that, that this, this whole group can in a year or two look awesome. If, if two of those three rookie receivers develop and right now it looks like two of them are taking that, taking a step towards development. Um, I don't. And this is I don't Goody's, know what to think of Jamon, but these two guys look pretty good. This is Goody's first draft, so I mean to come out of the gate and hit like this, and you've got two pretty stud cornerbacks. So what did I say? Four four guys have to hit. There's your four right there. Right. And I haven't even. It doesn't doesn't even include Oren Burks. Right. And he and he looked and he, good too. He could be. He right. could end up being right. really good too. Right. So this this draft looks looks pretty darn good. And I know he's just a punter, but J.K. Scott. Oh, you're right. That's pretty a good damn point. good. That's another one. Hunter Bradley was kept, and you know what? Fine, he's okay because it wasn't a snap issue on any of those right. kicks. Believe it or not, it wasn't a snap issue. Okay, so the talent is there. Okay, what's the why deal? aren't they getting all of the 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 most out of this? Okay, so Mike McCarthy, Jeremy, I'll let you start off because I know this is kind of your hot topic. Right. The reality is, and I'll set this up. He's this is he's coaching for his job right now. He has one more year on his deal, but he could very easily be let go after this season. So, right. where are we at here? How warm is the seat? And then, of course, you know what we talked. We've already talked about what he needs to do in your mind. I think you said he's got to get to an NFC Championship game to save his job. I changed. I heard, it. A, I heard a lot of that. I heard a lot of that this week too. So you're not alone. I think he needs to get to a Super Bowl to save his job. I've changed it. I here's the thing. There are people out there that will defend McCarthy, and I, and I get it. McCarthy is a great coach, and he's been awesome for the Packers. I love Mike McCarthy. I appreciate his time in Green Bay and what he did for the Green Bay Packers, but I think his time is up, and it's been up for three years, and we are wasting another year with Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. Well, okay, so let me ask you this. I'm playing devil's advocate. How did they do what they did, even though they got bounced badly in the NFC Championship game? How did they do 2016? Aaron freaking Rodgers. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. That's it. It's always Aaron Rodgers. Here's Here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is the magic. He's the he's the he's the the straw that stirs the drink. He's everything. And when he's off, it's it's over. It's screwed. They are screwed. I think a lot of teams would be, but there's some right. coaches that could make more out of it than not. 2015 is probably a good example for us to look at too, because Rodgers was he was healthy, but he was kind of off a bit, and they had that terrible game at, at Arizona at the end, and then they just did not look good. Right. Well, they 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 could have beat the Cardinals, and then it was uh, Mister. You know, I've all of the defense, my current defense is better than the last two I played on at Green Bay. Demarius gives up, Randall. Demarius Randall yep. gives up a crossing route to Larry Fitzgerald. I, those are the kind of things that I was hoping would go away when Dom Capers was let go and, and Edgar, Edgar Bennett and Joe Philbin was brought in right. and Mike Pettin. I like Mike Pettin. I like the defense. I have no right. problems. I have no problems with the defense. The only, the only problem I have is that Goot had to decide where he was going to trust what he had and where he was going to stock the cupboard and outside linebacker was a, a trust position. And unfortunately I think it's biting this team a lot. Right. The outside linebackers were pitiful. Clay Matthews and, and Nick Perry were awful. They they did nothing in this last game. Obviously nothing from Fackrell. I didn't hear Reggie Gilbert's name one time. Yeah. Can't happen. Right. So, okay. Mike McCarthy, 
People say his, his message is getting stale, and I think that even though James Jones said that's not the case. Narrative. I think that's a narrative base. You know what? Here's the thing, though. Bill Walsh said it, and, and this is what everybody's saying right now, but actually three years ago, Chris Christofko at Titletown Soundoff, when I was when I was at Titletown Soundoff, uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I owned and operated Titletown Soundoff, and at the time, Chris wrote a fantastic article about Mike McCarthy's expiration date, and it was exactly about all the things we're talking about right now. He was writing it then, mm-hmm. and I believe that he was right. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, here's the thing. He put that article out then, and, and there was a caveat of like, okay, this could it was written like this could be where where we're at where he's had his 10 years like bill wash said and, and and really his time is just up in green bay and we all said yes but it's mike mccarthy and he's really good and he deserves a chance to prove that we're wrong here's the thing and they were on the door he hasn't yeah it's been three years there is a trend now this isn't just like hey you know they're just a little off right now no we're well, going on a three-year trend of unorganized football disappointing slow starts this garbage that we've been watching we've been watching it for three years and waiting for it i am tired of sundays watching on sunday and thinking at some point they're going to snap out of this and the magic is going to come back that aaron Rodgers beautiful magic is going to come back and it's not coming back it hasn't come back and we've been waiting on it it's been three years it's a trend and trends say what's true okay but to your point then okay so here i am on the other side of the table okay and I'm and I know you've got something for this, but here's the deal, though, Jeremy. I'm so and so analytics guy. I'm Russ Ball, and I'm saying, well, okay, fine. But you all, you were on the doorstep of the NFC Championship game in 2015. You lose a heartbreaker in overtime, bummer. You get to the NFC Championship game in 2016. You don't beat the Falcons, but you were in a tough spot, bummer. Well, you lost Aaron Rodgers in 2017. So what did you expect? That's what are you gonna? Right. How is that all Mike McCarthy's fault, Jeremy? Right. Uh, because there's a disorganization in this team and Zachary's in the chat disagreeing with us, which seems to be the only thing Zachary tends to do. That's fine. Um, he says, Belichick makes this argument invalid. Here's the thing. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's the anomaly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Jay- so like Zachary, saying, come on, dude, dude saying Bill Belichick makes this invalid means you don't quite understand how great Bill Belichick is. Yeah. Bill that's, Belichick's really, he's really good. And listen, I'm not saying that's not, he's not a good coach, Zachary. I mean, that's a good point, but come on, man, let's focus on McCarthy. And, and to your point, Jeremy, it, there's disarray. Look at, look at, there's look disarray. at the Ravens right now. They're going through the same situation. Their coaching staff has been around for a while. And things have gotten a little stale there. And there's talk that they might be on their way out. Harbaugh might be done out there. Now, that doesn't mean Harbaugh's a bad coach. This doesn't mean McCarthy's a bad coach. You know what? If Zachary wanted to make a pointer, and I will say this, uh, Marvin Lewis has actually got the Cincinnati Bengals playing well. (laughs) And he's been there for a really long time. Marvin Lewis is a really bad example because there are times when their team is complete crap. Just, just utter shit. And and Marvin Lewis is still around. You know why? Because Mike Brown doesn't spend money for anything. That's the cheapest dude in the NFL right there. He's not firing his coach and going and hiring well, another. Well, he spends money. He just goes to the penitentiary and grabs the three <laughs> most badass guys he can find. Right. And- uh, the, the, the Bengals are just a bad example because Marvin Lewis should have been fired a lot. It should have happened already. And the Patriots are a bad example because Bill Belichick is practically Jesus coaching football. So... Bill Belichick is that great. He is he is he he transcends that that the sport, he transcends the position and it's not really something you can compare. Mike McCarthy is a really good coach, but he's not in Bill Belichick's he's not even in his wheelhouse. You know, Jer- if Bill Pel- if Bill Belichick was the Packers coach with Aaron Rodgers, how many Super Bowls do you think he has? Oh god. 
He wins. Okay, let's. We don't even have to put a number. Because he's a defense. He wins well, more Super Bowls. He's a, but he does both. He does offense and defense. Uh, he's he more controls of a defensive guy, team. and that's where I think it's a huge edge. When you're really good at something and you're a coach and yeah. you have an elite player on the other side of the ball, yeah. you're going to do very there good things. There is a trend in the NFL of like, okay, we have a really good quarterback. Let's bring in an offensive-minded coach to be the head coach. And I would love to see teams do the opposite. I really agree. Small, you have a really Agreed. smart quarterback. Look at Mike bring Zimmer. Bring in a defensive coach. Look at Mike Zimmer. Can you imagine Mike Zimmer? Okay, and oh. I don't really want to imagine it. Can you imagine Mike Zimmer with Aaron Rodgers on his team? That defense with Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the ball, like I, I want to see a team go You'd, hire a defensive coach with an Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. You don't love you don't love Mike Zimmer because you're a Packers fan, but if he was coaching your team, he was the defensive coordinator on Green Bay. He would be there would be posters I, yeah, on billboards in it. his face everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So back to the McCarthy thing. What what is it? What what is the thing? It, it's there's been disorganization in the team. There's been um they're they're what what are they in penalties right now? They're they're last. They've they're got, last the, they've in got penalties. the most. They've got the most. Jeremy, it's real simple, okay? I think what you're trying to say and maybe if if not then this is going to be my take antiquated. I know that's very raw that's it's raw to say and it's very harsh and maybe it's bold. Right. Mike McCarthy Mike McCarthy McCarthy. McCarthy. Mike McCarthy <laughs> is antiquated. Yeah. He's antiquated. The game is He's not up with it. He can do, I think, in, in a specific matchup, I think he's capable. Is Do I think he's capable of putting together another performance like they had against the Patriots in 2014? Yes. Yeah. One game. Sure. But this team needs to put together an entire season of that. Right. The NFL has changed, and I'm looking at all these bunch formations and these rub routes and routes that are, you know, designed to get the, get the get guys receivers open. free. By the way, that's actually happening. Right now, there were plenty of open receivers on right. Sunday, and Aaron Rodgers fumbled the ball twice and gave it away. Right, and that actually, somebody said this in the chat. I don't know who it was. Sorry, I forgot. But they said the problem with Rodgers is that he's constantly looking downfield. He doesn't take the underneath stuff, and that's the truth. He held on to the ball way too long both those times. You can't hold on to the ball for six seconds. You need to know as a quarterback, you if cannot hold the ball that long. If you're a great quarterback and you're known for being smart and watching film, and you're Aaron Rodgers, then I, as a fan. This week, and I'm going to watch it live, so I'll be able to see everything right. happen. I expect you to know more often than not, hey, I might want to look out in the flat. I might have somebody open, right. and that guy could possibly be Aaron Jones, and I might want to get the ball in his Can hand. I just say, this is what I think is happening here. This is what I think is happening with Aaron Rodgers. His footwork, uh, the holding the ball too his long. Footwork this, is this, so bad this, is, this is the thing. This is what I think is going on. I think he's tired of Mike McCarthy's offense. So I think, you're gonna pout by playing bad? I don't. I don't. No, know. no, 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 no. He's not pouting. He's playing with some frustration. And when you get frustrated and you play with frustration, you make bad choices. Not on purpose. Not be. Not to be pouty. But he's frustrated with the way that things are, and so he's looking downfield because he. Wa I want to go deep. I'm tired of running what McCarthy's trying to run. I want to go deep. He holds the ball too long. Boom. Strip sack. He looks like an idiot. I, I think there's some frustration with Aaron Rodgers, and we've seen it for a few years. He is not nice to Mike McCarthy. He straight up disrespects Mike McCarthy. And we all know it. By the way he's playing? No, by the things he says to the media. And he's been doing it for years. But do you but you but you also agree with him? Oh, I agree with him. Yes. But here's that that's that's that doesn't matter. The point is if you're on the team, okay, it's like this. Aaron Rodgers is the employee, Mike McCarthy is the supervisor. Bingo. And the employee thinks he knows more than the supervisor, but the boss the boss boss agrees with the employee, right? So Mike McCarthy knows he can't say anything back because who's the most important person on the team? Mark Murphy. 
No, oh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike McCarthy is number two in that in that scenario. If you have right? a choice between the two, you're getting rid of McCarthy. You're not getting rid of Rodgers. Yeah. Obviously. Right. Exactly. So McCarthy, he knows his place. Aaron, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is straight up disrespecting him, and he shouldn't do it. But Mike McCarthy can't really do anything about it because boss man agrees. Aaron Rodgers is the smarter of the two, and he's the guy I want around. So McCarthy could go and complain to Mark Murphy, but what, what's Mark Murphy going to do? Go, well, okay, well, I'll sit Aaron down and tell him you need to talk much nicer about your coach. Is that is that your Mark Murphy impersonation? It's, uh, Mr. Mackey slash Mark Murphy. Yeah, all right. All right, well, <laughs> I, you know, and I'll, I'll just say this. It's, it is a tough position for the team to be in, and you've got two guys that have been together for a really long time, and I, I can tell you, I've – you know, I've spent some long tenures at certain jobs. Right. And I've seen my relationship with my boss change 180 degrees. Where it was great at first. And it then it not got great real at the end. bad. Real right. bad. And I've seen it happen. And it was ugly going on the way out. And all I wanted to do was get out of there. And and I totally get that. I don't think I don't think that's where Rogers is at. I think he still thinks that he can make it. But as you get a little bit older too, I don't know that Rogers I think Rogers has almost adopted the mentality of listen, I'm very well paid. I have a charmed life. I'm in a great situation. I can help a lot of people. He's got his Mac fund. All the things he does off the field. Right. He handles himself well in the media. He's a great, he's a good teammate and he's a solid leader. You saw him last week come up to Mason Crosby, put his arm around him and encourage him right. on the sideline. He's a good guy. Right. Yeah, he wants to be great. And sure, you don't think he doesn't want to get a second Super Bowl and, and he, any conversation about whether or not he or Brett Favre are the better? He wants most. He the, yeah, so he or the better. But I also think that he also is like, listen, if I don't win another championship, I'm still Aaron Rodgers and I'm still going to go have a scotch. He Have a scotch. Everyone's waiting for, this, for the line this the season, like the, the, the new R.E.L.A. It's have a scotch. It's have a scotch. That's right. what it is. Right. It's that's, have a scotch. Put it on a shirt. Have a scotch, relax, and run the table. That's, what's, that's, that's what it's going to be. Towards the end of the season, when things have been bad and they need to go out and make some magic happen, Rodgers is going to say, have a scotch, relax, okay. and so run let's, the table. Let's go that's, on record here. Well, let's go on record. Some people have been listening to this for a long time, and we have not made this very, very clear. Jeremy. You want Mike? You want Mike McCarthy replaced? I think you've made that very clear. I do. I think you'd I, rather I do. have a, But when? At the end of the season. At the end or after? A- after the season. Okay. Agreed. After, like not right now. You can't right now. You already committed. You're done. You committed. Stick with it. But just know, unless the dude wins a Super Bowl, you got to make a change. Yeah. And even then, I'm not happy to keep him around. <laughs> even then, I'm not happy. But I think unless he wins a Super Bowl, you got to make a change. Because the, the, trend, the trend speaks for itself. You cannot ignore the trend of what we've watched in Green Bay for three years now. If they win a Super Bowl, I think this year, as much as it's negative to say, it's in spite of McCarthy. Right. So there's a little bit of disagreement in the chat here about, you know, Rodgers has played like crap. It's not all on McCarthy. Um, Zach makes a great point. He, he not only – he doesn't just disagree with us. He, he's, he's on our page at some point here at, at, at points. His window is shrinking. So let's put ourselves in Aaron Rodgers' shoes. Let's try to think like Aaron Rodgers right now. His window is shrinking, and he's tired of keeping his mouth closed. His window is shrinking. He feels that. He doesn't like Gee, the where offense. Have we, where have we seen this before? I don't know. You tell me. I'm sure I know, but I'm not. I'm on not. the birthday of one Brett Lorenzo Favre. Today is, his, today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Brett Favre. Happy birthday, Brett Favre. Uh, so Rogers, if you're thinking in the mindset of Rogers, he knows his window is closing. He knows the time's coming to the, to an end. He's been frustrated with Mike McCarthy for three Cliche years. Cliche counter window closed. Ding. <laughs> and so he can't, 
He can't stand it anymore. He's been frustrated. We've watched him blow up at guys on the on the field. We've watched him blow up at McCarthy. Uh, them get into an argument. We've watched Aaron Rodgers get frustrated. We've heard him say things in press conferences that surprise us all, and we all think, like, why would you say that? I miss the days where he would just walk up to the microphone and had purple crush and would drink it, and that was it, and walk yeah. out. And we were all feeling good and happy, and everyone's getting along, and they just got a huge win, and woohoo! Right. But not anymore. Now so, it's now it's uh, you know, big bro and dad are fighting. Right. It's 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 a hot, steamy crap pile mess that needs to be fixed. And I think I do think. And actually, I have a uh, we put out a poll on the Twitter account at chtv live. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you better follow actually, us on Twitter you if you want to win anything. Right. Because we did we did a uh, we did a Leroy Butler eight by ten giveaway last week. We tried. So we ran it for two. We weeks. tried. No, we did give it away. We eventually gave it away. The first guy didn't follow all the rules, so he so he lost it. We gave it to somebody else. Well, we gave away the horn. So no, we gave away the horning. No, we gave away both. They're both. They both got. They yeah. they both got given away. So a Paul Horning autograph got given away at the watershed, and we gave away the uh, Leroy Butler eight by ten. I did. So I did a poll today on the at uh, CHTV Twitter account. Uh, at the end of the season, Mike McCarthy will be given an extension, be fired, leave for another job. What do you think won? If you want the Packers to win a Super Bowl this year, you better have picked given an extension because that's probably what it's going to take for him to get one. Uh, I would have to say the way everyone's been talking is probably get fired. Yeah. And how, what's the percentage? 72%. Wow. 72% of 303 votes. Wow. That many people believe you'll be fired. The next 17% be given an extension and then 11% leave for another job. Okay. The 11% leave for another job, by the way, are going to win this poll. And here's why. The Packers, this is the way they roll. They're going to let McCarthy go at the end of the season if he doesn't do what they want him to do. But they're they'll gonna make let it look resign. pretty. They're going to let him resign. Yeah. yeah, they'll make it look pretty. So the 11% are going to win. Yeah. By the way, I voted, and I am one of the 11%. You're one of the 11%. Right. You know what? Actually, it's not just as simple as that. There's also the choice that McCarthy feels the burnout, too. And Mike Clement said it on 1250, uh, I think Monday. He was talking. It was a really funny segment. They were, he always like plays clips and stuff. And uh, Bill Michaels will ask him questions and he'll play clips and then talk about it. And he played a clip of Mike McCarthy in a press conference answering a question about something stupid, like something not, not big. And his answer was so long and so wordy and so beyond like it didn't make any sense. And, and Clements, is like, the, Clements you, is like, this is what burnout sounds like. Yeah. And then they kept. Here's the thing. I listened to that clip, too. And they kept playing him talking while underneath while yeah, they were talking. Exactly, over, exactly. And it was going on. <laughs> Ever. and on like, and on it was like right. it was like the drunk guy at the bar that won't shut up yes he, they're, they're talking over it and and bill michaels is laughing and uh clements is like this is what burnout sounds like he's burnt out and and i think you know you can't you can't just look at this from rogers situation mccarthy is frustrated too he wants his hall of fame quarterback to shut up and play the offense and they're both really stubborn guys so rogers is frustrated and he's holding the ball too long and he's making bad choices and mccarthy's sticking to his guns and he wants rogers to run the offense that he wants to run because he's stubborn they're both very stubborn they're trying to out stubborn each other and it's pissing everybody off because they're not on the same page we're watching this like broken offense year after year for the last three years and they're not getting on the same page and we all want to say like McCarthy's one of the most stubborn coaches of all time and he won't make changes. Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers also won't play within his offense. Like they're both being assholes. We all want to watch winning football. Quit being dicks. Just figure out how to win football games. Like figure out how to play well with each other and figure it out. Just but, throw to the open guy. So here's the thing that the, um, that last option on the, on the, on the poll leave for another job. McCarthy might leave himself. Before being fired, he's only got two years on his deal. Somebody tweeted at us and said, "Neither, the, you know, he's gonna he's gonna coach out the last year of his deal." That doesn't happen. 
the team will let him go. If he says he's comfortable If there's anybody who might do it, though, it's Mike McCarthy just sitting there. Mike McCarthy, okay, here's the perfect comparison. Just hear me out, okay? For those of you who are in biology and know anything about wildlife and frogs, okay? Mike McCarthy is a bit of a frog, okay? Frogs, when they jump into hot water, jump right out because they sense that it's hot. But if you put a frog in water that feels good to them and it gets warmer and warmer and hotter and hotter... They can't sense the difference in the environment around them, and they eventually boil to death. Right. That's Mike McCarthy. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, here's a fix. Aaron, this is from Jack. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron and Mike need to agree to do a ton of quick passing, a quick passing game. Boom, we win a Super Bowl. I, you know what? I don't disagree because the times that we've seen this offense work well is when they go to quicker passes and they run a quicker offense. It's when it's in crunch time and they have no choice and they change how they're playing and they light it up because they absolutely have to. But it doesn't happen until they're behind. And that's what's pissing me off. What are we waiting for? What are you doing? Why are you not starting the game this way? So there's a disconnect. There's a real disconnect in Green Bay and it's been there for three years. How many times? Let me ask you a question. Put you on the spot. How many times has Aaron Rodgers thrown the ball more than 50 yards downfield this entire season? Dude, that you can I remember. Know. I don't know, but it's not. It's it's maybe. Can may, you fill may, one hand? One? Can maybe, you fill I, one hand? Like, no. Of I fingers? Can't. I don't think so. Exactly. No. And I think that's Aaron Rodgers' frustration. That's why he's holding on to the ball. But he's he also got to give go his receivers a chance. You can you yeah. can say, I want to trust my receivers and all. That's great. But right. you've got to give these guys a chance. So, so Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Equinemius St. Brown, they should both be on your yes list. So if they get deep and there's a step, Throw the football. You've thrown a ball into a net in practice down the field, the size of a just a, a size of a football, and nailed it. Right. Hit these guys. I can't actually. The 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 Rogers trust issue doesn't necessarily seem to be there right now because he is throwing to the rookies, and we've seen Lance Kendricks play like absolute doo doo, and doo doo is a fantastic word. You should use it for anything you dislike. He's played like doo doo, and Rogers still threw him a, threw him a touchdown on Sunday. Rodgers isn't opposed to throwing him the football, even though he's been playing like absolute trash. And as soon as you see that it's Lance Kendricks on the receiving end of the ball, what do we all think? Oh, no, please don't drop that. Because we all know he sucks right now. drop it. He's going to drop it. And he didn't drop that, and that was awesome. But Rodgers is it's – be, it's beyond the trust thing at this point. I think him, him holding onto the, onto the ball and looking downfield is frustration. He wants to go deep. And Devontae Adams pretty much said such in, in one of his t- times with the media. He basically said they, they want to go out and light it up. I, I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but it was basically him saying they want to go deep. They, they want to be able to go deep, and they're not going deep. They're not even trying. So there's a lot of frustration in the locker room right now with guys between each other, with Rodgers and McCarthy. I think everybody's a little frustrated right now, and it has been this way for so long that I don't care if they get it together by the end of the season. I don't want this locker room to feel this way Ever again, okay. it needs to change. All right, so we're 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 getting to we're getting to the home stretch, and we have another topic to cover. Okay. okay, so talking about the locker room, one of the things that we've talked about is chemistry, and Mike McCarthy and the culture and all that kind of stuff. All right, we talked about Demarius Randall a little bit earlier. Today, he comes out and tweets and talks about or says to the media that the current Cleveland Browns defense that he's a part of is better than any defense that he played on in Green Bay, and that includes. 2015, 2016, 2017. Now, last year in 2017, we all know the defense could only do so much. The offense was really bad. 2016, I thought the defense played well in certain spots. 2015, the defense was actually pretty good, okay? Mm-hmm. But, and everyone's getting all upset, and they're like, oh, that's a shot at the Packers. What is Demarius Randall supposed to say? That's a good teammate. 
hey, I'm in the best situation that I'm in. It's almost like saying my best years are always ahead of me because you always want to believe that you've got some great life ahead of you and you that great things to experience. That to me is Demarius Randall saying, whether he believes it or not, the right thing to motivate his teammates and to endear himself to his teammates. Right. Okay? Then you've got the Packers safety, haha Clinton Dix, who has played well more so than he did last year. He's already played better this year than he did last season, so he's improved. But he comes out and he says, I don't think I'm going to be here next year. And he's like, I just got to go out and play and do it, do what I do for myself. So now, Jersey Al tweeted this out earlier. I, you know, He's looking at it from the perspective of the locker room and, and his teammates. You're ha-ha Clinton Dick's teammate. What are you thinking when you've got that kind of a mentality next to you? This guy's in a contract year. He doesn't think he's going to be back. He's crying about it in the media. He's trying to negotiate in the media, essentially, basically. He'd either get the Packers to start negotiating with them or he's taking a shot at them now because he knows he won't be back. And this is the guy that we're counting on to be one of the two safeties in the back. Right. How do you feel about that? I'm frustrated with Ha-Ha Deep sigh. Yeah. Woo! Um, People in the chat are like, who cares? What, what, what's, uh, what's Randall going to say anyways? That's Zachary's question. What's Randall going to say anyways? That's, that's, not that's the, a good that's point. Not, no, no that's, that's not really the point of the conversation. The but, point well, is no, but you have two right, different safeties but he's, but he's right, doing two, two different things. And, and, and you know what? I don't really disagree with Demarius Randall. The defenses in Green Bay were terrible. So, fine. That's not the point, though. We're talking about the, the light and day difference between Demarius Randall saying, my defense is really good, and ha-ha Clinton Dick saying, I might not be here next year. And this is the biggest interview of my life. Well, tell you what, buddy. If this is the big, biggest interview of your life, you are failing. This is a shitty interview. I would not hire you. You're like in, in Step Brothers when they fart in the interview. That's you. That, that is Ha Ha Clinton Dix. He's been farting in the interview, and I don't know if he's going to get hired. Now, somebody's going to, yeah, somebody's going to sign him. But it's not, he's not impressing me. He's, and I'm sure there are lots of, lots of guys around the NFL who think there are times where Ha Ha Clinton Dix takes plays off. He's a playmaker, right? He can make plays. He had that great interception against Buffalo. He can make plays. He also takes plays off and avoids contact, and it's blatantly clear that he is trying not to make contact. He will bounce around a guy and kind of contain him and let somebody else make the tackle. We've seen it time and time again. He's been doing it this year. If that's what you're bringing, to the, that's not your A game. Where's your A game, buddy? This is your huge interview. You're not coming back to Green Bay next year, which, thank God, I don't want HaHa Clinton Dix back in Green Bay because if this is how HaHa Clinton Dix plays when, when he's playing for a contract, what's he going to play like when he gets the contract? Right. What, what is he going to look like when he finally gets paid? Right. Right. Well, he's he's probably going to end up going to the Vikings playing against the Packers, you know, because they're going to they're going to let they're going to finally move on from uh, 34. Jerk. <laughs> Minnesota. I, and, 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 pendejo. <laughs> and uh, and they're going to move on from him. And then uh, Can I'm you sorry. say that on the I, show? No, probably not. <laughs> no, you probably, probably not. shouldn't have. That was in Spanish. And I did. I did. I totally said it. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, but, you know, they're going to move on. From, and they're going to put HaHa Clinton Dix out there. And he's going he's gonna to light it up because he's playing against the Packers twice a year. Right. He's going to go full Brett Favre. But, no, I mean, he's – it, this is it's disappointing. This is completely the opposite. He's, he's not endearing himself to his teammates at all. And this is a guy that apparently had a voice in the locker room about getting rid of Demarius Randall and saying, listen, we got to get rid of this guy because he's not playing well within the defense. Right. And you want to be one of the guys. You want to be one of the boys. Like, I'm going to be watching when I'm in the stands on Monday. Yeah. I'm going to be watching how his teammates interact with him. You might have some guys that are like, hey, listen, I know this guy personally. He's a solid dude. Everyone's giving him a bum rap. He was just saying what he felt like in the moment. 
dude, you are what you say. Right. I mean, you know, if you unless he goes out and lights it up and he picks off like, you know, 10 passes this year. Right. And gets back to a pro bowl or makes all pro status and makes the Packers change their mind and bring him back. I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of a, that was kind of a, uh, that was a bad move, bad right. thing to say. You're not endearing yourself to anybody, your teammates, right. the fans that I can't imagine the front office by saying, I'm not going to be back. Have they already decided that? Why would you start a guy and have made your position clear? Listen, we're not bringing you back after this season, but you right. got to go out. We exercised your option. Right. So you got to go out and play for us. Do you, do you honestly think you're going to get get the best play out of that guy? I find it hard to believe the team has made it known they're not bringing him back. He's no. making an assumption Now, here. the thing is, that was a little bit overblown, like he said it, but it was really just him saying, like, look, I might not be back this year. He didn't say it that way, but that is really what he meant. But the problem with it for me is that, like, you're telling the world that this is your big interview, but, like, you're playing like crap, dude. Like, don't, don't even talk about it, because if, if you're saying this is your big interview, then you're telling the world that you understand you understand the importance of playing well, and then you go out and put on the show that you do. It's just. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Let me read the quote. Right now, I'm playing each and every game like it's my last. I don't think I'm going to be here next year. That's how I look at it. Mm. I just have to be honest with myself. You've got to play a game by game. Whether we're losing by 60 points, you've got to go out there and perform. This is my biggest interview of my career. So I've got to perform regardless of what the record says. Right. He straight up says, I don't think I'm going to be here next yeah, year. Yeah, he's farting in his interview. He farted in the interview. That happened. He's got a tuxedo t-shirt on, and he farted in the interview. Uh, Jack Carpenter says, I hate always bringing up Nick Collins, but Nick worked his ass off. That dude went 100 miles an hour at times. That is the difference between a Hall of Fame player and a dude with tons of talent who's there you completely have it. mentally There average. you have it. The desire, the desire can overcome some of the physical shortcomings, but Nick Collins had them both. Right. And he's a rare breed. Yep. We yep. all miss Nick Collins, no doubt. Uh, there has been talk about moving Josh Jackson to safety. Jack says, I think Jackson is too valuable at corner. I agree. I don't want to move him to safety. No, he's, I don't want to move him to safety. He's proven too valuable. He's proven way too valuable. I, I heard some chatter that instead of Jackson, it might be Kevin King that they huh. move back to safety. Yeah, I don't know because because he gets hurt so easily. I just don't know that they could put him back in a position where he's going to have to lay the wood at times. And that's the problem with HaHa. He should be laying the wood, and instead he just kind of dances around stuff. Um, I don't think they should move anybody anywhere. I think they need to go out and get a pair of safeties. Eric Reed could have been had for cheap. I, I think Alex said that in the chat. That's true, and that would have been a great answer. If they didn't do that, that's unfortunate. We have to move on. It sucks because I wanted Eric Reed, and, and it sucks that anybody got him. And, and, and he is a good safety, and he's young, and that would have been a fantastic answer. Didn't happen. Done. End, end of story. Eric, uh, um, uh, what's his name out, out in Seattle? The safety. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Yeah. My, my brain keeps shutting off. I'm, like, I'm looking. I see his face in my mind. Well, he's but, in Seattle right now. He's right. not going to be after this year one way right. or the other. Earl Thomas would have been great straight for. And who knows if he would have broke his leg. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, he might not have in Green Bay. He may have. I don't know. But Earl Thomas would have been a great trade. You could have had both. You could have went out and got Eric Reed. It would have cost you nothing but a contract. And you could have traded for Earl Thomas in your safety position looks a lot better. Glorious. Not well, a lot better. Beautiful. Yeah. It looks great. If he's healthy. Right. All right. So I think obviously the, the main the main point here, the, the focus is the, there's a culture issue in the Packers locker room right now, and they've got to get it together. They've got to get, get it together quick. Any quick thoughts before we sign off on San Francisco? I, I talked about this as a must-win game. It's kind of hyperbole to say it that way, but it's the reality is for this team and the, their momentum yeah. and their record, 
this is a game that they if, if they lose, you can kiss the season goodbye. They need to win this game by three touchdowns. Wow. They need to win. The, San Francisco is that bad. They just lost to the Cardinals. The Cardinals are supposed to be, supposed to be the worst team in the NFL. If the Packers don't win this by three touchdowns, I will be very disappointed. The Bills beat the Vikings. Hey, listen, the Packers, need, look, San Francisco is terrible. It is, they are a train wreck. They're in a bad spot. They don't have Garoppolo. They got nothing. They have nothing that says that they should win this game or even be close. If the Packers don't win this by three touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers will probably be pissed just like he was when they, they, they won 22 to nothing. He'll probably be pissed off if they don't go, go big. The defense, if that defense can shut out Buffalo that went out and beat the Vikings, they should be able to shut out the San Francisco offense. That offense is not good. They have, they have running back injuries right now, so, so they don't really. Alfred Morris is probably going to start at running back. Uh, I forgot the freaking quarterback's name because it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. C.J. Beathard. Yeah, Beathard. Alfred, it doesn't matter. Alfred Morris actually runs well against the Packers, and yeah. he's, he's been irrelevant this season, so you know he's ripe to, to break out because he's playing the it Packers. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That, that offense, they could, they could very well shut out San Francisco. I think regardless of how you slice it and however they win this game, they just need to win it because if they don't, we're, we're going to have a very somber tone next week when right. we, we reconvene. Jonathan, I don't know if any of us, if either of us said that the Packers lost to the Bills. And if it did happen, it was a slip-up. We know, obviously, because we were watching. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was pissed, though, that they won 22 to nothing. If they don't win by three touchdowns, I think Aaron Rodgers is pissed once again. If they don't go big and destroy the San Francisco team, Aaron Rodgers is going to be frustrated, and fans should be too. That team is so bad, there is no excuse for the, for the 49ers to be in this game at all. It shouldn't even be close. If it is close, that is bad. If it's a close game in any form... That is really bad. If the, if the 49ers aren't out of it before the end of the first half, that's bad. They are a terrible, terrible football team. So that's what I think about San Francisco. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. The Niners are not good. The Packers got to win this game Monday night. Under the lights, show the nation they're, they're good. They're back. Even though they're at home, they're not on the road, but it's still an opportunity for, the, for them to put up good big numbers and put up a good performance. They have to do it. All right, so again, Jason Perona, Jeremy Vanderlinden of Cheesehead TV. You can follow me at Jason Perona. You can follow Jeremy at Jeremy RVDL. Follow the show at at CHTV Live. Don't want to forget our sponsor, Ticket King. Get your Packers tickets. They're probably going to still be available and very relatively a great value for this Niners game without Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Get on to TicketKing.com. Buy your tickets. Come pick them right. up at the location next to Lambeau. Get them, get them sent to you. I don't know if that's still, there's still time. But also don't want to forget to mention our buddy Thomas DeCarlo supplying us with some delicious, some delicious beverages for the game. Um, uh, Thomas works for Odell Brewing and he provided us with some fantastic beer. So I really appreciate the free gift of delicious beverages for talking, talking Packers Lambo. Um, what's it called? Uh, Lambo lager at the shed. If you're in Arizona, they will be adding the Lambo lager. It is from Odell brewing. You can uh, go there for that. That is like a, um, that's a specialty thing that will be at Packer bars. That is not something you can go out to stores and buy. Uh, if the, but we, I'm drinking the isolation ale right now. It's fantastic. It's an amber ale. Jason's got the, um, what's what's it called? The shilling. No, yeah, 90 shilling. The 90, 90 shilling, shilling. The 90 Kurt shilling. Yeah. It's actually S-H-I-L. So I, think, I, think, I think he did say that they had just launched in Wisconsin. So if you're in Wisconsin and you want to try some good beer, you can try Odell Brewing. It's good stuff. All yeah. right, so the Packers have a lot to prove to us. Hopefully they'll do so in just a couple days in the bright lights of Monday Night Football. Hopefully they use that extra day off to uh, get themselves healthy and get some extra rest. Until next time, I will be live at Lambeau Field on Monday night. That's right. 
So I'll be live at the watershed. You'll be live at the watershed. We'll have a special guest that's going to step in. It'll be a great time out there. Jeremy, any, any final thoughts? Um, I love Mike McCarthy. Thank you for your time. It's time for you to go. I'm sorry. Go Pack Go. This has been another edition of Cheesehead TV Live. Thank you for listening to Cheesehead TV Live. Check out CheeseheadTV.com for more great Packers content.